the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Thursday, February the 24th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. Today, on February 24th, 1942, the SS Struma was a charter ship attempting to carry nearly 800 Jewish refugees from Romania to British-mandated Palestine. They were torpedoed by a Soviet submarine in the Black Sea. All but one of the refugees perished. Today, Russia is invading Ukraine. I'll be talking about that in a couple of minutes. Today, in 1981, a jury in White Plains, New York, found Gene Harris guilty of second-degree murder in the fatal shooting of Dr. Herman uh, Tarnauer. You may not remember his name, but you'll probably remember what he was known for. He was the guy that invented the Scarsdale diet. And uh, Gene Harris was his girlfriend, I think. At least she wasn't acting like a girlfriend when she ended his life. But anyway, that happened today in 1981. Today in 2008, Cuba's parliament named Raul Castro president, ending nearly 50 years of rule by his brother Fidel. Ten years ago today, Secretary of State Hillary Rodham Clinton, she was in Tunisia for a conference on Syria. In her speech, she very, almost violently, called Russia and China despicable countries. She called them despicable countries because they were opposing UN action aimed at stopping the bloodshed caused by the Damascus regime's crackdown on an anti-government uprising. One year ago today, Palm Beach County defied uh, Florida's governor. They refused to lower the flags for a day to honor the late Rush Limbaugh. Flags at the state capitol and in the town of Palm Beach were lowered, and others around the nation, as a matter of fact, were lowered in honor of Rush. As you know by now, Vladimir Putin has decided to invade Ukraine. He has played the president, President Biden. He has seen the weakness that we have seen over the last year and more. He knows that America is all but without leadership. He saw, and he has said this, I'm not assuming, he has said that he observed our withdrawal and the way we mishandled it from Afghanistan. He recognizes the weaknesses in America right now. He's seizing the moment, and he's taking control of Ukraine. I want to talk to you. That's happening as we speak, as you probably know. There's going to be all kinds of versions of what's going on there and what Putin is doing and what Biden is doing. Biden will be set up as a as the leader who is going to lead us out of this wilderness of war that Putin has created. 
keep in mind that it is his will. I'm not blaming him. I'm just saying it is his weakness that gives people like Vladimir Putin the opportunity, in their minds at least, to expand their territory and take over more of the world. And that's what they're about. So with that in mind, let me talk to you a little bit. I've tried to put together what is happening as we speak. And as you know, if you listen to this program um, regularly or even sporadically, you know that we originate live at 9 a.m. And I'm only saying that because things are changing so fast. So it is as we speak originally and originating this program live. It's 9 a.m. Pacific time. And we're on the ACN stations at that time live. Some of you will hear it a little bit delayed. And some of the things that I'm about to say may have changed by then. But the Russian forces are trying to seize Chernobyl, the nuclear waste site. That is of great concern. And it should be to many. The Ukrainian Prime Minister uh, Zelensky, he said just a couple of hours ago, that the Russian forces stationed in Belarus are trying to seize Chernobyl. That's a former nuclear power plant. It melted down and scared the world, you may recall, uh, back in 1986. Well, a Ukraine advisor um, to the Interior Ministry said in a Facebook post just a little while ago that the Russian forces entered the exclusion zone from Belarus and that Ukrainian National Guardsmen are fighting hard to defend the area. The reason that they're doing that, it says that they say if the invaders artillery hits and ruins or damages the collectors of this nuclear waste plant, it was a massive thing. The radioactive nuclear dust that's contained in it are going to be spread all over Ukraine, Belarus, and probably, probably the EU, probably around Europe, depending on which way the wind is blowing. So they are deeply concerned about this, as they should be. The plant was the site of the world's most horrible nuclear accident. Nuclear reactor exploded. It was in April of 1986. It spewed radioactive waste across Europe. The plant lies in northern Ukraine. It's about about 80 miles north of the capital. of. I've always called it Kiev, and I've known people from there and have worked with them in missionary ministry and so on, but they're calling it Kiev now. They've kind of changed the name, changed the spelling as well, spelling it K-Y-E-I-V, and it used to be have an E in it. But anyway, Kiev, the nuclear accident happened while Ukraine was still part of the Soviet Union, the USSR, and that's what makes it interesting, uh, to say the least. The exploded reactor has been covered. They put this protective shelter to protect radiation leak over the entire plant when it was decommissioned. That was the only way they had at that point to uh, contain it. So now, for whatever reason, Putin has sent his troops in to take over that area. And it's a large area. I've seen pictures of it. I haven't been there, but I've seen, I wouldn't want to go there, but I've seen pictures of it. And so they're saying that if he disrupt, if the, the military Putin's military, Russian military, disrupts that in any way, it's going to release all of this nuclear dust. And again, depending on which way the wind is blowing, it'll be spread across, certainly across Ukraine, Belarus, maybe into Poland. It just depends on which way the winds are blowing and possibly across Europe as well. 
I want to talk to you a little bit about what Putin is saying at the moment that we know of. He's declared war on Ukraine. It was a surprise television announcement about 6 o'clock this morning. Moscow, Moscow time was about 10 p.m. But the dictator, and he is that, he described the unprovoked attack as a special military operation for the demilitarization and denazification of Ukraine. Now, there probably are Nazis in Ukraine. There are Nazis in America. But I don't think Ukraine, from my point of view, and again, it's just me, but my observation is that Ukraine is not Nazi. That's not what they're about. But nonetheless, that's what Putin is saying. Here's some of the things that he has said to the world. He said, I've made the decision to conduct a special military operation. Our analysis has concluded that our confrontation with these forces in Ukraine was inevitable. This is the red line that I've spoken of many times. They have crossed it. He accuses and is accusing the Ukrainians of genocide for attacking the two new independent republics that he just unilaterally conjured up on Monday of this week, just created them, almost godlike. He just said, these are independent republics now. He said, Russia, I'm quoting him, Russia cannot feel safe, develop, and exist with a constant threat emanating from the territory of modern Ukraine. Now, earlier, he gave a speech, <clears throat> and um, it was bizarre what he said, and I took notes of it and kept the notes. It was several days ago. But he claimed that Russian's plans do not include, these are his words, do not include occupation of Ukrainian territory. And he said, we're not going to impose anything on anyone by force. That was just earlier this week. He was saying that even as Russia has now launched missile attacks at targets all across Ukraine are now sending their troops in, including the capital city of Kiev or Kiev. Putin said this morning, a couple of words for those who would be tempted to intervene. This is important. He's talking to the United States. He said, Russia will respond immediately and you will have consequences that you have never had before in your history. When I heard that, I assumed he was talking about nuclear reaction. As the military sphere, modern Russia, even after the collapse of the USSR and the loss of a significant part of the nuclear potential, he says in his speech, this is Putin, is today one of the most powerful nuclear powers. We're talking about Russia. And moreover, it has certain advantages in a number of latest types of weapons. In this regard, no one should have doubt that a direct attack on Russia will lead to defeat and dire consequences for a potential aggressor. He made it clear that he was threatening nuclear retaliation against the U.S. and or NATO if they interfere with his attack on Ukraine. This is important because it plays into, I want to talk to you a little bit about what President Biden is doing and saying this morning. There's not a lot, but there, what's going on, I'll share with you. He said, all responsibility, 
Putin said, all responsibility for bloodshed will be on the conscience of the ruling regime of Ukraine. Now, Ukraine is corrupt. I mean, there's a lot of corruption there. As you know, uh, Joe Biden's son, and this plays into this because the Biden family is drawing millions of dollars out of this part of the world from corrupt operators. And there is a lot of corruption in the Ukraine. No question about that. And they have been, uh, Hunter Biden has been sitting on that board, Burisma. That's a Ukraine-based, very corrupt gas company. They're worth billions of dollars. He's been sitting on that board doing nothing, knowing nothing about natural gas, getting 80 to, I, I hear, I've heard a lot of different numbers as to how much it is, but it's between 80 and 90, $100,000 a month for sitting on that board, so to speak, because of his expertise. Well, we all know it's not about his expertise. It's about his father, and his father now is president. But I noticed I noticed uh, that Putin said one thing to the Ukrainians that is, I don't know, I, I just found it noteworthy to myself. He said, all responsibility for bloodshed will be on the conscience of the ruling regime in Ukraine. And he said, I urge you to immediately lay down your weapons and go home. All servicemen of the Ukrainian army who fulfill the demand will be able to freely leave the combat zone and return to their families. He made that statement twice in the last number of hours. It's interesting. I noticed in both cases where he was three days ago, he was giving a press conference talking about the possibility of his invading the Ukraine and then supposedly live this morning, and he's wearing the same suit and the same tie. And I, I mean, it's just me, but I, I noticed that he was wearing the same suit and the same tie that he wore on Monday night, and it was kind of wrinkled. I mean, the tie was kind of off to one side, his tie, and, and it was in both things. Where he was speaking on Monday, and then where it was where he was supposedly speaking live today, and the tie was kind of crooked the same way. At both, the, I'm thinking that he recorded what he's saying today as live, his declaration of war, so to speak. I'm thinking he recorded that on Monday, and they're just playing it today when he told them to play it. I mean, that happens, but I find that interesting because it just shows the depth of the premeditation that's involved in all of this. That's the way it appears to me, at least. And uh, I don't know. We'll see. But this is serious stuff. At a time when our our country, our president, is just not very capable. And this is not a political statement. And I take no joy in this. I really don't in saying this. But it's true. We are without leadership. When you look at... I mean, I can understand what Putin being the tyrant that he is, what he's thinking as he looks at Afghanistan and sees the, the debacle there. They close the military base, then they start the evacuation at the time when they needed the military base the most. Americans were left behind. Thousands of people that had been promised who'd worked, some of them, 20 years for the U.S. government and intelligence and interpreting and so on. All of these people had been promised. They had lived out, I mean, a good part of their, their adult life 
working for the United States, and they knew they'd be killed if they stayed, and they just trusted America. If America said, we'll get you out when we leave, they just trusted us. We didn't. We didn't get them out. And Biden wouldn't even address it. He just said, well, things happen, you know, and when you're evacuating, leaving a country and so on. We all remember that. And I'm not going to go into it again, but Putin has watched this. China is watching this for sure. China is really watching what Putin is doing in the Ukraine and what our response will be. I'm not suggesting we should nuke Russia. I'm just saying we need leadership. We need it desperately. We get so caught up in these cultural issues about how many genders does this person have and all of that. And I talk a lot about it because it is inundating our culture today. We are fools and the world knows it and they're watching and they're looking at us while we fight these battles in court and in schoolrooms and in government over how many lesbians we have on this court and how many homosexuals we have. And we got to get Pete Buttigieg in here because he's gay. He doesn't know anything about transportation, but it doesn't matter. We got to get him in place because he's a homosexual and we don't have a homosexual on the cabinet. Now we do. Yay. We're crazy. And that's what happens when you drift away from God. And that's why I always come back on this program. And as long as God gives me breath to speak and a place to speak, I will talk about how important it is to the culture that we return to God and we return to the founding principles of this nation because those are the only principles that work. Otherwise, dictators and despots rise to power for a season And then they are destroyed. Hitler, you can name the list as long. It goes as far back as there have been civilizations. And that's why it's so important that we have leadership, even if they're not, you know, evangelical preachers in the White House. They must embrace Christian values and Christian principles. Our founding fathers were not all Christian. Most of them were, very strongly so. But there were a few who had their own ideas, and theologically they were off base, to be honest with you. But they embraced the biblical values, the big biblical truth, and the biblical uh, ways of doing things, God's way. And America has been so free and so blessed and so prosperous. We truly became that city on a hill, that light in the darkness, a beacon of light to guide people through the storm and in the darkness, to a better place and a better life and a better way. But when we took a turn to the left and we begin begin to embrace all of the nonsense from the pit of hell with all of this racism, yes, people are fundamentally broken. We are all sinners And those who are Christian are sinners saved by the grace of God. But we have made racism something it was not before. We've heightened it. We've elevated. We've worshipped it. And the results are not what many clear-thinking blacks want it to be. There are people out there speaking out against critical race theory and all of this stuff. They're speaking out against it, blacks. But the press won't even give them a hearing. They only want 
the ones who are advancing the idea that everybody's oppressed. And this, I mentioned this, and I'm going to come back to this later. There's a recent uh, survey that came out yesterday. I want to talk to you a little bit about regarding the church and the leadership in America. It's concerning, but I want to leave you with that today if we have time. But we are in a position now where we have people mouthing words, but they're not acting or carrying out the policies that match up with their words of righteousness, of morality, of godliness, of biblical, biblical text. President Joe Biden issued a statement last night. He was reacting to Russian President Vladimir Putin's announcement. President Biden said this. He's going to be speaking today. And as I said, some of you will hear this program by the time he speaks or after, perhaps, because it's a couple of hours delayed on some of the stations. But President Biden, he said, quote, I will be monitoring the situation from the White House this evening and will continue to get regular updates from my national security team. Directed at Biden, I will repeat, Putin said this, to anyone who would consider interfering from the outside, if you do, you will face consequences greater than any you have faced in history. All relevant decisions have been taken. I hope you hear me. That's a quote from Vladimir Putin last night. President Biden has said so far, President Putin has chosen a premeditated war that will bring a catastrophic loss of life and human suffering. Biden says Russia alone is responsible for the death and destruction this attack will bring. I agree with that. Biden said that uh, that he will meet with European leaders this morning, and he will deliver a speech about his decision to hold Russia accountable today. Last night, he said, tonight, Jill and I are praying for the brave and the proud people of Ukraine. That is a sort of an overview of what's going on as we speak. And as I said, it's traveling so quickly, it's moving so quickly now that it's impossible other than to just sit here live and watch news feeds and tell you what they're saying. I've tried to sum that up, and that's what I know at this point or what I've been able to discern from this. And we'll keep an eye on this as it progresses through the day, and we will uh, certainly talk about this again tomorrow. This is consequential to the world, and um, we'll see what happens. But a lot of this is going to depend on how Joe Biden responds. And i got to be honest with you. I, I think we should all pray for the president. I don't have a lot of confidence that he's going to act like a leader. I don't think he's capable of that, and I say that with a, with a high degree of sadness. Politically, of course, I would prefer someone else in the White House, but today I wish America had our best in leadership. Nobody is perfect. Nobody makes all the right decisions, whether they're president or a pauper. It doesn't matter. We're all human. But, boy, we could have done better than this at a time like this. But we didn't. A poll was out, interestingly enough, yesterday, a Gallup poll, and Gallup's pretty reliable, 
They said uh, only 36% of likely voters in America approve of Biden's handling of Russia. That was this was taken through uh, Wednesday. So it was through yesterday. It was published last night. Only 36% approve of the way he's handling. People in America don't have confidence in our leadership. They don't have confidence in our president. That's the problem. But uh, Putin sees that. I can assure you, and you know, Xi Jinping, the leader of China, he's watching this. He knows. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't pull something on Taiwan. They're, they've been he's been wanting to take over Taiwan for all kinds of reasons. And I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know anything other than what I've read, but um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him make his move on Taiwan anytime right now because he sees weakness and dictators, communists, despots. They recognize weakness, and they strike on weakness. Well, we'll keep you updated as this continues in the days to come. We'll give you the best overview that we can give on this program and a biblical perspective on what's happening. But let me leave you with this. It's heartbreaking, but you should know this. Uh, I wrote an article on it today. It's on our website, faithandfreedom.us. It's a new poll that's out by George Barna. He's probably the most respected research expert in the evangelical community. He's finding that fewer than half of American adults, including non-Christians, see pastors as very reliable. Basically, what he says, there's a lot, quite a bit there, and it's, it's very interesting if you care about the culture, and I think most of you do. I would encourage you to read it. But what he found, just in a nutshell is that people today, those that are non-Christians, are almost um, not violent in the way of acting, but violent in their attitudes toward biblical Christian pastors that are preaching the gospel. And he has seen a result of that resistance, and believe me, I understand it. If you speak the truth in the darkness of this culture, there is a reaction. It can lead people to Christ, and it can cause people to rethink their worldview, but it also ignites the anger and the violence of those who hate Christ, who hate the church, who hate Christianity. They consequently then hate you. And that has caused, according to Barna, and again, it's, it's much, there's much more to it than this, but bottom line is that he has found statistically, and he feels that way as well, that because of the, the resistance, the growing resistance against the message of the gospel, particularly where it has to do with gender, marriage, and sexual behavior, including gender dysphoria, all this stuff, he has found that pastors have become silent on those subjects. And they just say, well, I don't want to be controversial because I want to lead people to Christ. And in doing so, nationally, pastors have and are losing the respect and losing the um, approval as far as being a leader to people in America. And I, I take no joy in that. It's, I, I'm greatly saddened by it, but it's something we need to be aware of. It is costly to speak out, but it's more costly to be silent. Silence, when we should be speaking out, 
is sin. And I want to thank all of you for helping me do what we do every day live on this program. Your support allows us to keep speaking out in the way that I feel God would have me to do. So thank you so much. Thanks for standing with us. We'll continue this conversation right here tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.